Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for being here for this new episode of Inspiring Our World. Now, this episode actually comes out on Valentine's Day, and the focus of this conversation is going to be all about love. And I couldn't think of a better person to do this conversation with than my great friend of many years, Randy Rolfe. Randy is a platinum consultant in Niken. She is so well versed in natural health care. She's written several books. She's amazing. Her first book is actually called You Can Postpone Anything But Love. So, Randy, thank you so much for being with me for this time together. How are you today? Oh, great, great. Thank you, Julie. This is such a treat. We have so much fun sharing our thoughts about everything so thank you we do and we know we're very aligned we've been friends for uh, i mean i think what i mean 25 years i think you've been in again and yes. uh and so we've talked a lot about many many things i consider you a, a tremendous resource of wisdom knowledge and and just friendship and love so thank you for that well it's mutual thank you so much so we're going to talk about love and, and it's kind of like the biggest subject ever, I think, the most beautiful, wonderful gift that we're brought in with. This, this is in the center of our heart, love for ourselves, our family, the world, humanity, nature, everything. So, so let's just start with the big picture and then let's kind of go into more about how it applies through maybe the five pillars of health. Sure. Well, I think, yes, love is central. And uh, however you perceive the divine, it is about love. It connects us all. And the more we are aware of that, the more we plug into it, the more we can be the best of ourselves. I really believe that. Yes, yes, I do too. It's like the, the, the kindness, the compassion, the everything comes from this wellspring of love that we really, we are it, aren't we? We, we are love, I think, quintessentially. Yes, and if we recognize that, we can really postpone all the other stuff, you know, not get angry or um, disappointed or frustrated. We can just sit back and say, okay, okay. Where, what's the love picture here? What's the love picture here? Wow, what a lesson that is already. Tell me about, because I haven't read your book yet. I have read others, but not that one. Um, and I am going to read it. But tell, tell me how you came about that particular book as being your first book as an author. Oh, it's a fun story. I, um, I had written a lot on nutrition, and then when I had my kids, people were asking me um, why my parenting, our parenting, seemed to be going so easily. And um, I said, well, we've done a lot of research ahead of time. We really wanted to do it as natural as possible. Why are babies born? They're born out of our love. And so I realized that um, you can put off anything as, uh, except love, because love has to be in the moment. You have to feel it. It's an active verb. So when you're, you know, get angry because your kid's being really denied, you know, troublesome, um, you have to back off and say, okay, what's the loving response here? He's hungry. He's tired. He's uh, lonely. He wants to play. 
and he's being obnoxious yeah but i don't have to be angry about that i need to come from love and i say okay calm down i love you you're just out of sorts right now so so um i was driving home from a job and i decided it was a, my one of my legal jobs and i decided that um gee my children are at home and i'm not spending enough time with them you can postpone anything but love i want to be loving them now every day i'm going to cry yeah um, so so I, i quit that job and decided to write at home because i couldn't postpone my love for my kids yeah oh i so get it randy i so get it um one of the greatest reasons why i started nikin was that i could be home with my children and do do everything from home and be with them as much as possible because you're only with them for a short period of time until they suddenly grow up and they're gone and and then hopefully you keep seeing them but um yeah i i think this is such a it is such a poignant i i mean i totally get why you be choked up about it because it it moves me also and I, every other every other mother and father out there knows that well, that was the thing about the title when i was thinking about it in terms of my career but then i realized like i said earlier that it in every moment you make a choice between whether you're going to come from love or you're going to do one of your negative reactions so it so so many parents have related to that because it gives them that guideline in the moment to choose love it it makes me think of um well certainly makes me think of a human being more when we're living at our highest potential we are loving right we are love and it makes me think of humans being more training where we have the reaction response and we have that moment to choose whether we react to something anger to anger fear to fear whatever or we respond from our highest possibility which would be love yes and, and um one of my earliest clients i had he he didn't understand that you had a choice that in every moment he his wife was upset about his his um instant reactions he would always say something smart to their little kid and she's like it's not nice it's not kind but he said i just say what comes out my mouth i never thought i could choose to say something different and that really taught me like people need to know they have a choice every time whether you're going to react or not and in the humans being more training you know you can get angry at the guy who beeps at you on the street or you can say well he's having a really bad morning i'll send him some love it's it's just a choice absolutely what what a huge learning for all of us i mean it 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 makes me think of victor frankl's book too man's search for meaning where he talks about that that gap between reaction to response or or something happening to to us or in front of us and then our our response you know that that's such a huge learning that he gave in that book such a brilliant book don't you think yes absolutely uh it's I'm so glad he survived because it was a wonderful addition to human culture yes and he really understood the sovereignty of being that we get to choose how we respond in the moment to whatever is going down and and this is a huge lesson throughout life and and so you cottoned on to this pre- pretty early and you wrote this book and i'm sure it's had wonderful reception 
um, because you're giving so. people back that don't their own sovereignty that they can choose. Yes, exactly. And to choose love. <laughs> Absolutely, to choose love. So I would love to explore, love to explore. <laughs> I would love to explore. How does this look? If we, can we go through the five pillars of health a little bit and just talk about how love acts within and through each of those pillars. I would love to do that with you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And starting with the body, because we have a fabulous health products um, to support the body in staying healthy, basically. And uh, loving your body is a big deal today because there's so much in popular culture about you have to control your body and restrict your diet and get out there and run when you don't feel like it and you're always supposed to be fighting your body well if you love your body and say you know my body serves me when i serve it what can i do to help it okay i'll take a walk oh I, i'm not gonna have the, that uh dessert or um you know i'm gonna choose better at my next meal uh, by by loving your body and how wherever it's at it's getting better just like you as a person are always getting better if you want it want to keep growing um, so your body is always trying to heal and our products just help the body do that but it's a completely ongoing process and if we appreciate the way we're created we are so incredibly complex um, that we need to give the body what it naturally would get in the wild basically you know processed food isn't good and Wi-Fi isn't good so we need to do whatever we can to support the body so that it will love us back basically <laughs> Yes, I love that you said that. If I love my body, my body will love me, I think is what you said early in there. And and I really went, oh yeah, that's so true. And I know that you and I are both huge advocates, obviously, of our amazing technologies, the wellness home, uh, but also of eating really well. Both of us have, have done a lot of work with that and, and exercise as well. I know you love to swim. I know I love to dance, you know, and I'm sure you love to dance too. And uh, I'm not the greatest swimmer, but that's okay. Uh, I'm doing gyrotonics now. It's been super good for my back, you know. So I, I love exploring ways to love my body more. And so it feels to me like either, well, maybe it's not an either or, but sometimes I feel like, Am I, am I doing self-harm or am I doing self-love? You know, yeah. and I look at that, you know, as to, as to how I'm living my life. Am I self-harming by just doing things that obviously don't work for me or am I really, really loving myself and my body? Yeah, that's, that's a good point because um, many people um, force themselves to do things. I mean, I've, I've worked with athletes or she wasn't an athlete but she was someone who her uh, physical trainer told her oh she has to put in more time more time more time and she was getting so fatigued that it was hurting her yes. and so I had to tell her what well, you have to listen to your body and be good to your body and your your physical therapist has their certain parameters of what they think is going to work 
but uh, you know she was going from an hour a day to an hour and a half a day and it was exhausting her and no matter how many vitamins she took it wasn't helping because she was just doing too much and so many of our athletes uh, do go too far you have to know and you were an athlete as a professional dancer it it can really uh, pay uh, charge a price on your body so so you have to work extra hard and um, what you mentioned about dancing and swimming um, I've just recaptured some of the classical music I used to play as a child and that's Niken's products are all about vibration and you know vibration is everywhere in the universe I mean it, it's the way the universe works yes. through vibration and pulses and um, I've always had a piano in my house because I just felt that the the wires the just the the chords were there um, but now I'm playing them every morning and it's such a treat, Beethoven and Chopin. Um, so I just wanted to mention that, that you can pick up hobbies that are good for your body. Um, yes. And ping pong, I love. I mean, it's good for the eyes. The body's always moving and it's fun. And so there's so many things you can do without you know, signing up at a fitness club and having some therapist tell, tell you what to do. You, you probably know. Yeah, I do. You know, it's so funny that you brought up the piano because I, I forgot in a moment, in the moment that you, that you play and I do too, but I haven't been playing for a while. So actually I just ordered some of um, Ludovico Inaudi's work, sheet music. It's right here behind me on uh, my that. piano. And last night at like 10, 15, I was like, I'm going to start learning this piece, Una Martina is called, it's so beautiful. And I started playing and I got more and more joyful and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I do need to sleep as well. But still, you know, it was unusual, but it, it reminded me the the joy of the playing, the physicality of it, but also of course the vibration that you're sending into the atmosphere. and. I'm actually reading a book called The Body Keeps the Score. I don't know if you've read it. It's a no. powerful book and talks about how our bodies register everything, trauma, and that just talk therapy won't usually get to the issues. You need to get it in the body, which I've always felt that. And my own therapy I've done in life has been very body-centered with, you know, um, beautiful work that that I did for quite a long time, um, psychosynthesis work. And it was to do with, it was R Roberto Asagioli's work, who was a, he was a student of Jung, and it was always coming back to the body and how does it feel in the body? And sometimes I'd be running around the room and sometimes I'd be banging a pillow and just like anything to connect it to the body because the body holds it. The body keeps the score. It remembers everything. So this is the best way to unwind the traumas of our life. And I know you know so much uh, about, um, you've done the same readings I have as far as the mind that every cell has a mind and it, it does remember trauma and stress and it needs good food in and bad stuff out just like the whole body so at what what's true at the microcosm is true in the macrocosm as well and and it's all about love i mean we know how stress affects uh, it's 70 percent of most chronic disease is just chronic stress changing the chemistry in our bodies so it's it's uh the vibrations the music is great and 
when I'm playing Beethoven, that sometimes it brings tears to my eyes because I think I'm, I'm really inside his mind. I, I can tell, you know, what he was thinking, feeling when he put this together. It, it just blows my mind. Yes, I, mean, I, I, I didn't feel that way when I was 12 and learning it. <laughs> but now, yeah. um, now that I'm 75, I, I can feel this. It's, it's amazing. It's fantastic to hear you say it because I feel that too, playing Beethoven, playing Debussy. I feel like, oh, I, I, I can feel where he was coming from, his emotions when he wrote this piece. So I'm right with you on it. And uh, it's so interesting. We're talking about music. I, I just sent my clarinet in to get it fixed uh, and pads replaced so I could start playing that again. And, and now they just called me yesterday and said, it's ready to pick up. And I'm like so excited. Um, oh, my, grand, my granddaughter's playing the clarinet. Yeah. Really, it's I love the clarinet. Yeah. It's a be- beautiful instrument. Cello and clarinet and piano, I think they're, they're my faves. But so let's go to the mind. You know, we have the five pillars of health, which is such a template for us, right? To become a human being more, which is why I'm excited to sort of use it as our template today. So let's, you know, mind, body, of course, it's all connected, but let's let's talk about love and the mind. How does this work? Yeah, that um, it's it's a really interesting area because people think of the mind and the brain and the spirit and the soul and how are they all connected? Well, they're all connected, obviously. And for the for the mind, uh, I think it's really important for people to to love their their mind, their thoughts, to appreciate their own thought process, their own dreams, their own. Um, ambitions, desires, and their power of reason and choice, like we talked about before, the power of choice that we can stop and think and decide how we're going to think. And um, I I did a lot of work in theology, and um, St. Augustine said that uh, you the thoughts create your feelings. If you assume the world is against you, a lot of things are going to look real bad. But if you assume, like Einstein said, the great question is, is the universe a friendly place? Well, if you decide the universe is a friendly place, you're going to see things a little differently. Maybe you'll have pink glasses on, rose-colored glasses, but that's not bad. I love this. I love this. It's one of my favorite quotes of Einstein. It it truly is that. And the other, you know, you can either live like life's a miracle or life isn't a miracle, you know. And of course, it is miraculous. Our bodies are miraculous. Our minds are incredible and so creative and so elastic. And we can work with the mind so well. Um, I can remember when I read uh, ages ago about how, how neurons can't, heal and replace themselves in the brain that used to be able to and I was like no 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 we can we can people that have strokes can you know regain functionality if they're doing the right kind of you know exercises and so forth it, it's incredible how our mind works and, and maybe we live in a universal mind how about that you know maybe the whole thing is is a mind and maybe the whole thing is a, a heart it's, it's interesting to plug in that way isn't it Yes, for sure. And the ability to make choice is in the mind. And so you need to appreciate that you have that amazing power 
uh, in your mind to just to decide how you want to feel, how you want to think, uh, how you want to perceive, what kind of actions you want to take, how you want to respond in any situation, and and where you want to go, uh, looking ahead to your future. It's um, it, it's consciousness is an amazing gift, but it's also a responsibility. You have to use it. You have to exercise it. Um, you need to be aware. And um, something you said made me think about about aging. Uh, oh, you saying the brain, the neurons can repair and they can grow. We can learn the rest of our lives. And my husband always says, well, people uh, and psychiatrists say this too. Often people stop reading because they think they did enough in in school. But uh, you're always growing, and uh, if you are learning, your bot, your brain expands, your neurons make new connections. And I love just connecting all different disciplines and using one to connect with another discipline, and because you get new insights. And uh, like, again, Einstein said, you know, if you can't solve a problem, go to bed. Your brain will work on it while you're not looking. So, uh, and, and also how he, he said about how we can't solve the problems at the level of consciousness that we created the problems. We have to go to a, a higher level of consciousness. And what I hear you saying is, is that you're looking at the gestalt the gestalt of, of you know these different disciplines and i'm just like you i like the connection between art and science and spirituality and and nikon's technologies and how does it work together and how does it make sense to me that it's the music of the universe is is working through our technology you know like that just excites me so much i think you and i have very alive brains that way we love to learn i mean you and i love to learn we're always reading something new we're always doing something right it's just yes, that I always Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's why I can never imagine things like retirement. I'm like, are you crazy? What retire from what? Life? Like that's crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, sharing your thoughts with people. I mean it can help people, you know, you don't want to just stop and sit home and and read and it's not just input, it's output. You know, you, you learn by teaching too. You learn by sharing. Yes, and you've done such an exemplary job with that. I mean, in being a teacher of natural health and wellness for over, I think, 40 years now and writing several books, having a degree in, I mean, you were an attorney and then suddenly you would like have a degree in theology. It's like, holy mackerel, fabulous. Um, you just <laughs> well, keep you've on been going. teaching all, your whole life too in so many different ways and many levels. It's awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. I mean, I just find it really joyful, joyful to, to, and you're right. It's like you take it in, but then you give it out. And um, this book, The Genius Myth, I'm reading right now, Michael Mead's book. I'm loving it. I read it late at night. And in fact, I was reading it last night and then I went to the piano and played. And just it's spurring so many new connections, like you said, you know, between that inner genius that we have and the culture that we create and nature. And he's doing this beautiful triage. And it's, um, it's just so inspiring, Randy. It's so inspiring. So let's go to family because you have family, I have family. We love our families, our children, our grandchildren. How, how, how do you see love in the family? I know this is your kind of bailiwick, really. Yes, well, for sure. This, um, like I said at the beginning, um, the way to raise children is to be 
the more mature one. They're counting on you being the more mature one. So you have the, the ability with your consciousness to step back and say, okay, what's the best thing for me to do right here? Uh, if uh, he's in a tantrum, okay, let him have a second cookie and explain to him afterwards why next time you really don't want him to have a second cookie. Um, so, so you have ways of making choices and planning for parenting, but then there's all kinds of relationships in family. And um, I had a client one time who was, um, his son had gone through rehab and really didn't want to have a relationship with his dad, but his dad convinced him to meet with him for lunch. And he was so afraid of this lunch. What if things just fall apart? What if it just is a disaster? And he, he just really gives on me up on me forever. And I said, well, let's, let's look at it. What's the best thing that can happen? And he said, well, best thing is that we can have another lunch that he wants to talk to me. And I said, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I said, you already described that. He'll say, oh, dad, forget it. I'm out of here. And the chances are it's going to be something in between. And all his fear went away. And he called me the next week and he said, it's better than middle. He wants to have a relationship. So it's that kind of, of choice that even if there's an estrangement, time heals. And uh, I had another client who, um, she, she just blew up at her mom. She was just sick and tired of her mom driving her crazy and told her to get lost. And I said, don't worry. Tomorrow she will act like it didn't happen. Oh, she, oh no, not this time. I really told her off. And he said, she, I said, no, she needs you more than you need her at this point. And she called me a week later and said, you're right. My mom acted like it never happened. So, so uh, you have to, um, you know, love yourself, realize you're doing the best you can and that other people are doing the best they can at the moment too. But it's not the end of the road. It's never the end of the road. And that's one of my rules. You always have a second chance. Oh, I love even that. Even if they're dead, even if they're dead, you can talk to them. You can deal with whatever you're carrying around that's still hurting you. And you think it might be hurting them. You can deal with it. So in other words, yeah, I hear you saying that, that, that to have faith and to trust that when, because I think m many of us have experienced those estrangements, whether with a mother, father, sister, brother, or child, son or daughter, or grandchild, perhaps, you know, and, and it is so disturbing, right? Because the family is the nucleus of the society. And so when our family is rocked, I mean, everybody's rocked. And sometimes those estrangements do happen for, you know, a month, a year, two years, 10 years. Uh, and it's, it, it, it really does a number on us, I think, you know, we, we have to find our way through the, the wilderness with this, the, um, I feel like it's a wilderness. I feel like when I was, when I've experienced it, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in a desert or I'm in a, I'm lost. I don't know where to go now. And, and the fears of, oh, I mean, I can so relate, you know, with that story uh, you know we all have that um, I mean definitely I had that with parents and stuff and just what had happened and it was always like can we can we get back can we connect again or are we just done is it over and out now 
Well, one of one of the things I uh, one of the principles I've learned is that it only takes one person in a situation to change the dynamics. So if you inject your love, your empathy, your appreciation into a situation, all the dynamics will change. And you may not notice right away, but they and they won't notice at all. They will never give you credit, but it you'll see it. It will happen. That's so beautiful. I think for everyone here listening to 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 know that, to feel that and and I loved what you said about even past you know, beyond death, that we can do that. And I've definitely experienced this. I know that's true. We can have completions. We can have forgiveness and union again, even after death, which is pretty wild and cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I do want to add that um, love in a family doesn't mean you have to put up with abusive relationships or nastiness. Um, you must pull away from that and uh, in the recovery rooms they call it tough love you love them but you also draw your boundaries and you don't cross their boundaries if if they're being irresponsible about themselves uh, just handing them a fish won't work you have to teach them how to fish (laughs) you know Um, you you need to uh, let them fall on their face. Even with a kid, you have to do that um, if, if they refuse to, to listen to good advice. So you can't take, off, take up somebody else's responsibility by jumping in within their boundaries. You need to obey their boundaries and your boundaries so oh. that, and, and you can love across. Huge, until huge. Until wake up. Otherwise, we're all codependent, right? We're all, you know, wobbling in this codependency. I love what you just said. So powerful. So one of the things I feel is like when there are impasses is like the best thing is to just do one's best to be an example, to be an example without, without advice, without, you know, because we all know once kids grow up, they don't want your advice, you know? (laughs) So, okay. So just to be an example of, of a radiant being who's doing her thing, his thing, you know, living on purpose, uh, living your mission, being healthy, uh, doing all those things, eating well, exercising. And and often I've seen they'll come around and sometimes they don't. And and that's okay because that's giving them their sovereignty of being and that respect. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's all about time and and their own path. Everybody has to find their own path. That's a tough lesson, but... You do have to let people find their own path, just like you find your own. I mean, we all want to find our own. What did um, Bob Proctor say? um, That uh, it's not that people don't like choice; they don't like uh, they don't they don't like change. It's just they don't like change forced upon them. Absolutely. When force comes from inside, you're like, "Yay! Why didn't I do this before?" So love that. Let people get there. We teach that a lot in terms of prospecting and sponsoring in Nikin, right? We teach a lot yeah. about, you know, don't, you know, don't push it on people, but just give, give them a possibility and allow them to kind of sink into it and give them the experience, hopefully with the products and so forth. So they actually yeah. get it in their body. That somatic experience is so key because it's not a cerebral understanding because none of us grew up with it, with the teachings, but I don't want to go off topic too much, but it just makes me think of that a little Absolutely. bit. Yeah. Um, well, let's go to society. 
you know, family is our nucleus. I mean, it starts with self and then it's family. So our body, mind, then family and the love there. How does it look with society? How does this work? Oh, it's critical um, to expand it to society because um, a community is a reflection of the people that are in it. And if you can add your love, your positivity to the community, it's going to make a difference. Just like I said in the family, one person does make a difference. And um, knowing that, that the community is connected and the society and even the world that um, that just voting with your dollar when you buy good food or um, watching a podcast like this one that that you can push on to somebody else is adding good energy to the world. And so um, I, I don't want anybody to think for a minute that they don't make a difference. Even if they're totally struggling, um, just one of the things I like to do is uh, when I see a cashier who's kind of grumpy and and won't give you eye contact and stuff, I say, you must be having a bad day. And they always smile. And, you know, I've changed their life for that moment. And um, you can do that wherever you are. You, you're getting your laundry and they, they're all grumpy and, you know, having trouble finding your clothes. And, and you say, wow, you know, you must have had a hard day today. You work hard all the time, don't you? And just to be appreciated with a couple of words, it's so easy to compliment people on who they are. So it's not what they do, but but who they are. Yes. You're so improving you. your community just by living. And uh, then we have a million ways to connect with our community. So we should be doing all of that, but always with love. Because if we just assume, oh, the government's against us, the corporation's against us, you know, it doesn't get you anywhere. You need to just uh, see the good. And that's my definition of love. You have to look for the good, find it and celebrate it. So even if you just see, you know, you like somebody's shoes, you know, they weigh 300 pounds and you know they're not taking care of themselves, but their shoes are cute. So say you like their shoes um, and they'll feel better about themselves. It works. And that's the beginning of that journey, maybe of more self-love and less self-harm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. I, I love doing that with people when I, you know, when I'm in shops or whatever and just finding something to really appreciate. And I mean, it has to be real. It has to be genuine. I'm not going to make something up. But when I, you know, love love your sweater or I love your, your earrings or whatever, you know, I will often just say, and it is true, people kind of, people just want to be seen. They want to be valued and maybe they're valuing themselves and maybe they're not. And your reflection of valuing them, I mean, it means the world. And it's something I love in Nikan is is how we really practice edifying each other, you know, in a real way and and looking for the good, like you say, and and seeing that and, and, and upholding that within them. It's so healing. Yes. And it's, it's, it's not only easy, but it's fun but it's a choice you have to make in the moment either you're going to say oh this is a terrible cashier or you're going to change the dynamics between you so again it's about choice but coming from love and uh, it affects everybody around you and it's it's changing that frequency isn't it from this this person all stressed out and then you're like 
compassion you must have had a really hard day and then you've shifted it and then they they feel seen they feel cared for they feel understood and then their vibration raises so i i think so much of what we do in life is is to about raising vibration our own and you know assisting and empowering others to raise theirs yes that reminds me i love the title of your podcast but inspiring because the uh the psychiatrist that wrote wrote the um, forward to my first book said uh don't forget you can't motivate people but you can inspire them so inspiration i mean it's the word is about spirit uh and you can motivating is giving them a motive they have to find their own motive but you can inspire them uh, make them feel better about themselves so that they recognize their own motive oh i want to be healthier i want to be a better person i want to be kinder to my husband whatever it is um i want to think better about my world whatever uh but it has to be uh, a choice that you make. Yes, Randy. You know, it's one of my favorite words. I have certain favorite words. I love word. I love, you know, vocabulary and, you know, radiance is one of my favorite words, but inspiration and inspiring is one of my favorite words. And, you know, it it did take me quite a while to to come up with the the podcast name Inspiring Our World. I mean, it sounds so simple, but actually it it took, a, you know, a few, few weeks to actually f- find that but when i found it it was like yes you know nikan and i we were working together you know with mabel georgina and we were we were trying out all these different and i was like it's it's got to be super simple like three words but what are those three words you know and we finally came to that and i was like bingo it was like a bell going off and i was like that i i know i can do that because i believe in inspiration and it is about being filled with spirit and i feel like we can only really inspire others when we're inspired so that keeps me on my toes as well what's inspiring me oh playing the piano right now or reading this book or doing that you know yeah and and that reminds me i i often say that um i i can have a book in my head but it goes around and around until i get a title and when i was driving home i'll never forget that moment when i thought you can postpone anything but love i'm like that's the name of my parenting book and you know i didn't know what to how to but the book just fell into place once i had that title and i i feel that way with uh, every book i had to get the words that got to the the heart of it so yes. um yeah words are really important and again um i go to st augustine again that um he said the words you have to know what a word means and they props very big on that too that you know need to know what what words mean to you and to others and you need to do both you need to speak in a language that your prospect in nikan or a customer um will use yes because if we talk about uh you know vibrations in some kind of physics book it, they won't hear it <laughs> unless they're really into physics and metaphysics and and then yeah, well, otherwise yeah all them yes no i love this i think i think words are so powerful i mean the word spelling spell is like it's very interesting you know the the power of the vibration of words itself we could talk a lot about that but we won't be able to do that now um because <laughs> i would uh, before we leave society i just i'm i'm so grateful that we have a 
a, a tribe of people, a global community of people that are very committed to humans being more, to health and wellness, healthy living, lifestyle. I I feel like I feel so blessed because I feel like that's where I belong is with people like that. Do you feel the same? Absolutely. That's one of the things I tell prospects is that Nikan is is a, you're with people who want to grow, who love other people and uh, want to be healthier. So um, what could be better than that? I mean, that's the kind of community that uh, we, that's why we want it to be a world community because it's the best kind of community. Yes, and I feel like people now in this day and age, they're really looking for the communities they belong with, the tribes they really resonate with, more than at any other time. And, uh, you know, just the times we're in, we're moving into this age of Aquarius. It's a, Aquarius is all about community and humanitarianism and equality and freedom and all the beautiful things. So um, it's it's big. It's I think we're really blessed um, let's shift over just for a minute or two here, just literally for a minute or two here, onto finances. How does love work with our finances, Randy? Yeah, well, that, I think it's a great topic because it is controversial. Of course, the Bible says love of money is a disaster, which it is. But if you love what money can do for you, make you more loving, it's amazing. So you want to love the connection that the money exchange gives you in trading and market, and also the paying forward that you don't have to make an exchange right now. You can do things, give value now, and it will come back to you if it's done with love. So it's really about uh, using money because money is a thing to use. It's not an end in itself. Um, to use it to spread the love. So I think that's that's really the way I like to think of money, um, that it, it makes you more of who you are. If you're a greedy, horrible person, you'll just be even more dishonest. But if you're a loving person, you can affect so many more people. You can give to your favorite causes and you can be a philanthropist and, and you can buy healthy food instead of, you know, junk food you can use your your uh, your buying power to change even business so um, and in Nikan I remember very early on at one of the conventions um, I heard these huge numbers some of the Royal Diamonds were making and I, I asked uh, we were in Maui and you were there I'll never forget it I asked um, what how do, why do you feel that you deserve this much money and uh, a couple of leaders said, because of what I'm going to do with it, what I am doing with it, it's coming to me because it's flowing through me to help others build their business and get healthier and reach more people with a message. Absolutely. It's so, so beautiful. And I always remember that thing of, you know, every dollar I make with Nikan or pound or, you know, whatever currency we're talking about, is is a re, is a reflection of someone being helped with these products and i always felt that always i always felt so joyful um and you know nikan's never been late with a check right the 15th of the month boom you're there it is for you you know 25 years yeah right. amazing right yeah too for me like 28 years or whatever and and it would always be just i would just be thank you thank you because i can be the philanthropist i want to be 
with this and I know people have been helped in the process. It, it was always such a lovely feeling and, and just, and you know, one of the things I, I did a lot with, with, you know, a lot of the money was to support artists, support musicians, support those who were so brave to go on those tracks knowing that they may never make a, a much money ever. You know, also natural healers. I mean, so many of the people that I brought into Nikan were natural healers who weren't making much money, but their heart was in the right place. They knew that they wanted to help people with, with things that did no harm and really worked and, you know, safe. It was so important, safety uh, for the body, mind, spirit. And yeah, I love it. That takes me right back to uh, my sponsor. Um, he called me and said, you, you mentioned we were in a, a group together to raise the awareness of natural health and nutrition in our community. And he called me and he said, you mentioned that you wished you could make more money teaching natural health. You should learn about this company. And so that is the real reason I got in. Um, and he brought the products over, he showed them to me. I'm like, magnets, yeah, absolutely. Because the world's a magnet and we should be in a magnetic field all the time. So I was like that as far as the technologies, but that I could actually make money through um, network marketing, I, I had looked at it, but it was always just, you know, another bottle of pills to compete with my local health food store. That didn't excite me. But these were unique products that you can feel in a moment. You don't have to wait a week and see if you feel different from those pills. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I actually got into Nikan because of the financial opportunity and because it was, a, it was, going to get me money doing what I wanted to do, which was teaching natural health. Yes. So it's, it was a win, 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 <laughs> win, win. Yes. We are so aligned on that. Same, same, same here too. All of it. Uh, it's so beautiful. Gosh, Randy, I feel like we could talk forever. I mean, I, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for taking your time to be with oh, us. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Is there any last um, thing you want to leave us with? Oh, well, um, anybody who's listening, accept our love. Jeez, it's all around you. Oh, it's all around you. It's all through us. Love is love is everything. It, it's the quintessential core of it all, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Randy. My dearest friend, I love you. You are in my heart. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening and being with us. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I know we both have. Um, have a wonderful week. And don't forget to follow the podcast. Please share the podcast with others. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And um, I'll talk with you next week. Have a fabulous week. Many blessings. And don't forget, you can postpone anything but love. Thanks.